Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another spectacular installment of Weekend Update. From very high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver cowboy state politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. The trouble with trying to spin everything is that sometimes it just spins out of control. You get so caught up in the moment that you say things that aren't necessarily true. And then you have a week to think about it and you write an op-ed for the Wyoming Tribune Eagle. Last Tuesday, House District 40 Representative Barry Crago, my representative, held a town hall with Johnson County Commission Chairman Bill Novotny at Buffalo High School. The room was pretty full with his constituents, I would say half of which were his buddies. The other half were kind of angry with all of the ways that he voted against things that would have helped Wyoming citizens last session. But to hear Barry's version of events, he voted for every single thing that would have helped Wyoming taxpayers. Every single one of them. In fact, here he is saying it. There was lots of options. And a lot of us voted for everyone, I can tell you, I voted for everyone that came up because I was afraid this is where we would end up, that personalities would get in the way and we wouldn't be able to pass the tax relief bill and the tax reform bill. We did at least get the reform, which is the constitutional amendment. So Barry says that he voted for every single thing that would have helped you with your property taxes. But not two minutes before, he said this with the constitution she talked about why did i vote against the cap i said i did not want to put the cap in the constitution i would rather leave that up to the legislature to fix over time we may we may we may decide we don't like that particular cap amount so he didn't want to put the cap in the constitution but wait a minute he said he voted for every single thing that would have helped you with your property taxes i believe that would include capping them so this morning, Barry penned an op-ed in the Wyoming Tribune Eagle, entitled, An Inconvenient Truth on Wyoming Property Tax. Barry would like you to believe that the Wyoming Freedom Caucus stopped every attempt at property tax reform. But an inconvenient truth for Representative Barry Crago is that the Wyoming Freedom Caucus can't stop anything in the Wyoming legislature. They don't have the votes. Barry's Wyoming caucus, the Redcoats, have 36. That's 31 Republicans and 5 Democrats. They can do anything that they want, and there's not a single thing that the Wyoming Freedom Caucus can do about it. From Barry's incredibly inconsistent op-ed. And I quote, I responded to this question with an inconvenient truth. The Wyoming Freedom Caucus and the legislators that collaborate with the group are the reason we did not do more to solve the property tax dilemma. The very people she wants to support in the next election are the same people responsible for her lack of property tax relief. End quote. None of that is even remotely true. It doesn't have anything to do with politics. It has to do with math. 
The Wyoming Freedom Caucus does not have the votes to stop anything that Representative Barry Crago wants to do in the Wyoming legislature. Not one single thing. I know you're a lawyer, Barry, but you should have taken more math. 31 is more than 26. He ends his op-ed in saying, quote, So today, I write this letter and tell the story of my town hall because I believe it is important to unmask the inconvenient truth being hidden by the Wyoming Freedom Caucus. I think all of Wyoming should know why tax relief failed, not just the people that attended my town hall. End quote. So why did property tax relief fail in this past legislative session? It certainly couldn't have been the Wyoming Freedom Caucus. They only have 26 members. That's not enough to do anything in the Wyoming legislature. So the people in power, the 31 Redcoats and the five Republicans, of which mathematician Representative Barry Crago is a part, held all the cards, and yet they failed. So since we can't blame the Freedom Caucus, who could we possibly blame? Oh, I know, Barry and all of his buddies in the Wyoming caucus. It's not politics, Barry. It's math. Plain and simple math. To respond to Representative Crago's idiotic op-ed, I caught up with chairman of the Wyoming Freedom Caucus, Representative John Bear, early this morning. And we'll talk to him after the break. We'll get back to the program in just a second. But first, an absolutely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or maybe a giant roping arena so maybe you can practice all of this rodeo stuff when it doesn't appear that it's ever going to stop raining, or maybe you need a giant warehouse for your business, it doesn't matter what it is, Contact Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. Or if you don't like the telephone, you can just go to their website, mortonbuildings.com. But these two guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't matter what type of building you're thinking about. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532. All of this talk about all these redcoats just gets my appetite worked up. And there's nothing better on a Saturday morning than hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most incredible wings in the state of Wyoming. And it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. Now, the way that you can figure out where this truck is going to be is go to their Facebook page. They post their weekly schedule there, and they'll tell you exactly where that truck is going to be. That way, you can plan your entire week around yummy, delicious, mouth-watering hot wings. That's the Wing It Food Truck. New episodes of the program are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And don't forget about the live episode that begins every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. If you've been looking for a new place to advertise your business... 
I'd really ask you to consider advertising on the program. You won't find better advertising rates, and nobody has a better reach in the state of Wyoming to listeners that actually hear your message. The difference between advertising on a podcast and on the radio is people who download podcasts are intent on listening to them, so you can be sure that your message will reach your customers. So if you're interested in reaching your customers in a more direct way, shoot me an email. The address is david at cowboystatepolitics.com. I would love to get that conversation started with you. And now, more reasons why Barry Crago probably failed math class. we ask of our politicians is that they be honest with us. Of course, we all realize that we are talking about politicians, and many of them are lawyers, so the bar for being honest with us hasn't been set all that high. So your first clue that your politician is full of bullcrap is when they use words like truth and honesty. Because, let's be honest, that's not really their strong suit. So instead of me going on about the veritable ocean of reasons why Barry Crago's op-ed isn't worth the paper it's printed on, I decided I'd talk to Representative John Baer and try to get him out of bed early this morning. Fortunately for us, he was up drinking coffee. To respond to Representative Crago's op-ed in the Wyoming Tribune Eagle this morning, I was able to catch up with John Baer very early on a Saturday morning. Good morning, John. Good morning. Glad to be on your show, David. As I always tell you, you're welcome here anytime. So, Representative Crego published an op-ed this morning. I think I'll just go ahead and let you respond to it. The first thing I was really shocked by was the title, where he's talking about an inconvenient truth, and it just brought me back to Al Gore's movie with the same title. So, it's a little ironic, don't you think, that they're using an Al Gore movie title to uh, make their case. And that case, the movie, was about Al Gore making his case for global warming. Isn't that interesting? I find it hilarious, since most of them actually believe it. What's more interesting to me is they he, he says the word, or he writes the words, an in, inconvenient truth, when the truth of the matter is that he's actually spinning a lot of what happened in the legislature this past session. Yes, he certainly is. And the first defense I would make for the Freedom Caucus is we don't have the votes, frankly, to stop them from doing what they want to do. Now, we did shut down debate early on the last day uh, with voting with the Democrats to do that. There were bills that the Democrats didn't want to see move forward. But there were certainly bills that we didn't want to see move forward, and in particular, Medicaid expansion which would have grown government more than we've seen grown government grow in the last several decades. So they were pushing to get every single bill out, including Medicaid expansion. So on the last day of the legislature, we did, in fact, shut the debate down. The reason was that there were a lot of bills that we didn't want to see passed, and we had the opportunity to uh, 
just defeat them in one procedural issue, and that was to end debate. We did end at 5 p.m. Uh, they said, well, we would go till midnight. Well, I think they probably would have because at the bottom of that list was Medicaid expansion, which the majority floor leader had placed there on purpose so that we wouldn't be debating it and passing it and increasing the size of government more than we've seen increase in several decades. So there was good reason not to uh, continue debate on the last day. But the reality is, again, that they have the votes and could have done passed any kind of relief that they thought was true relief earlier on in the session. And they chose not to do that. In fact, I'll give you some examples of real tax relief that the Freedom Caucus brought that they defeated at every turn. But they chose not to do that, and I believe they chose not to do that on purpose because if you look at the budget that was passed in this last session, and in particular that was a supplemental budget, and why do we need a supplemental budget? Well, the body had already passed a two-year budget back in 2022 to cover that year's spending. The reason we needed a supplemental budget was, oh my gosh, we had $2 billion extra dollars on our hands, and so we had to figure out a way to spend as much of that as we could. And they did. They grew government by $112 million of spending every year. And that was just this last session that they did that. You can't continue to grow government at $112 million a year if you're reducing the revenue coming in. So they're not very motivated to reduce revenue. Now, they do like to play shell games and move things around. And so they did force us to uh, to pass a amendment to the Constitution asking the voters if the legislature can create another division. Currently, we have three divisions of of taxable things within property tax. We have minerals, we have industry, and we have other, which includes corporations and residential. They want to split out residential so that they can give you a tax relief on your home. At the same time, if they don't cut spending, they have to find funds elsewhere. It's kind of like squeezing a balloon. Something pops out somewhere else. And in this particular case, by dividing out corporations, which are the businesses run by people throughout the state of Wyoming, they will be the ones that take take on the tax burden of your reduced tax on your home. Well, what do corporations do, David, when they have an increase in expenditure? They raise prices. They raise prices. So the very people that would be receiving the tax break on their homes would be the ones paying for the tax increase on corporations every time they go to the grocery store, every time they go to the the services and the, the products that they buy here in Wyoming, they would be paying for their tax relief. So ultimately, uh, they really weren't interested in, in changing the way we tax the people because they weren't interested in reducing the spending. I want to go back to something you mentioned at just a minute ago. Uh, when you said they have the votes, do you mean to say that they could have fixed, they being the majority in the House of Representatives, the... the or, or the or the uniparty. Or the uniparty. Look at it, I call they, them the Redcoats. They, the, they vote with the Democrats more than they vote with conservatives. So are you telling me they could have made a change to our property tax structure on day one? They certainly could have. And had it been, had that change been something that was real, I'm sure that the 
the people, the conservatives that make up the Freedom Caucus would have supported it. So let's let's just be really clear about the reality of the House of Representatives right now. Could you just talk to me about what the what the makeup is vote wise? You can look at the votes that Barry suggested people look at on wyoledge.gov, uh, and you will see throughout the session, and it's probably most pronounced during that uh, spending spree that we call the supplemental budget. And the votes were divided 36 to 26. So there are roughly 26 very conservative legislators who don't want to raise taxes or spending. 26. And on the other side, there are 36, which includes the five Democrats. So 31 Republicans and five Democrats, something I term the uniparty, that want to grow government and want to continue taxing every entity they can within the, the state of Wyoming to cover those expenses. The, the reality of it is an inconvenient truth for, for Representative Crego is that his group of folks could have changed anything about our taxes at the very beginning of the legislature, and they waited until the very last day. That's correct. In fact, there was, on the last day of the House of Representatives that we could vote on it, um, in the Committee of the Whole, there was a Senate file brought by Senator Dockstetter that was meant specifically to provide relief to the elderly and infirm. Liz Storer, the leader of the Democrats, took that bill and completely converted it into House Joint Resolution 2, which we had defeated earlier on in the session, because, again, this is how they divided it up, as I just mentioned, and squeezed the balloon, making you think you're getting tax relief because your taxes on your home are lower, but making you pay it every time you go out and buy something in Wyoming. So basically what you're telling me, John, is at the very last minute, the 36 people who are in control of the Wyoming House of Representatives took a piece of legislation that wasn't meant to create a constitutional amendment to break out that fourth class of property, and they completely rewrote it to change the Constitution. That's correct. Well, I thought that was something that Barry said he was not in favor of. I think Barry is either confused or bought the Kool-Aid or uh, he's devious in playing this shell game on the people of Wyoming. So one of those three possibilities would explain why he thinks that that's a good thing to do. Uh, And maybe he doesn't think that's a good thing to do. But if he truly wanted tax relief, long-term tax relief, what we would do is we would put a cap on how much your taxes could increase each year. And that was the effort that the Wyoming Freedom Caucus brought forth in the Revenue Committee, which was defeated there. And we brought it forward on the floor two different times in an attempt to make real tax relief for the people of Wyoming. The uh, chairman of the Revenue Committee got up on the floor and said, no, we cannot provide tax relief for the rich. That's exactly what he said. Uh, in fact, he said that that caps only help the wealthy. I'll see if I can dig up that soundbite and play it a little bit later in the broadcast. There's one other thing that I wanted to wanted to ask you about, John. Why is it, in your opinion, that every single op-ed that comes out from whether it's Speaker Somers or Ogden Driscoll, uh, President Ogden Driscoll, or or Barry Crago, specifically attacks the Freedom Caucus and does little else, in your opinion? 
Well, when you're over the target, you receive the most flack. That's that's exactly what I would say. These are the people that have been running the show for many years, and they don't like the idea of the people of Wyoming pushing back. And that's who's elected the members of the Freedom Caucus. And that's who the people in the Freedom Caucus are being most responsive to. For instance, you know, the president of the Senate uh, in a in an open meeting some years ago, uh, Chip Nyman brought a couple of bills, one to create runoff elections and one to to eliminate crossover voting. And in that meeting, the president, the soon to be president of the, the Senate said, listen, you're one of us now. So forcing us to vote on on bills like these that create election integrity is not how it's done. And that's the problem, is that the establishment does not like the people of Wyoming coming into the legislature and making changes. The good old boy program doesn't work that way. Yeah, that, that whole meeting that was amazing to watch. I mean, how they just openly attacked Chip. Well, John, uh, one more thing um, before I let you get back to your breakfast. How's everybody doing that was hurt by that tornado? Well, we have one gentleman uh, that has a broken leg, and he's recovering well. And so uh, physically, everybody's going to be fine. They got back to work the next day there at the mine, but uh, there is still cleanup and some changes, you know, some repairs that need to be made, but that's that's happening. So uh, we really have to thank the Lord that uh, it wasn't worse than it was, considering the size of that tornado and the force that it had to flip cars and flip train cars and tear buildings apart. Yeah, it really was a blessing that, thank God, that that the tornado didn't do more damage. It's just, I saw the news and I was like, oh God, a tornado of that size is going to hurt a lot of people. And, and thank God more people weren't hurt or killed. Well, John, I appreciate you taking the time to get up this morning and visit with me. Again, you're welcome back on the program anytime you like. Well, let's, let's hope that this issue... It uh, goes the same way as Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth, which no one believes in any longer. The The people of Wyoming will no longer believe that the establishment really has their best interests in, 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 at heart when it comes to tax relief. Thanks again, John. You bet. Bye-bye. So what have we learned this morning? Nothing new, really. The Redcoats are full of bullcrap. And Representative Barry Crago is trying desperately to twist the facts to fit his own narrative. The only problem is that just like Al Gore's movie, An Inconvenient Truth, none of what he's saying is really true. The Redcoats could have passed any bill that they wanted in this past legislative session, and yet they didn't. The only thing that they really got passed was to add a constitutional amendment to separate out residential property taxes, which will eventually have the unfortunate consequence of allowing the legislature to independently manipulate your tax rates. We know that they're going to do this because they did it before. At the beginning of the program, you heard Representative Barry Crago contradict himself in a span of not more than two minutes. He said he voted for every measure that would have helped you with your property tax. And in the same breath, he said he voted against capping them because he didn't want to put that in the Constitution. The reasons why he voted one way or another make no difference at all. The only thing that Wyoming citizens should care about is did he vote for it or not? And in this case, he voted against capping an increase of your property taxes. Next year, it is projected that the property taxes of Barry Crago's constituents will go up at least 40%.
If you get down to brass taxes, pun intended, Barry Crago voted in favor of letting that happen. The final thing I'd leave you with this morning is the essential basis of Barry Crago's op-ed is that it was the Freedom Caucus that thwarted every effort to fix this property tax problem. The truth is, there's no possible way that they could have. They only have 26 votes out of 62. Last time I checked, that's not a majority. The people that could have made a difference, that do have a majority in the House of Representatives, are Barry Crego and his redcoat pals in the Wyoming caucus. By themselves, they could have made any changes they wanted to property taxes in Wyoming, and they didn't do it. Or better yet, they could have worked with the Freedom Caucus members to make substantive changes, but they didn't do that either. So don't let Barry Crago or any of his red coat buddies pull this bullcrap over on you. Because that's what it is. And as always, they think that we're too dumb to realize what's going on. At the very least, you should be very, very skeptical of anything that the Redcoats tell you. Because more often than not, they're not telling you the truth. Or at the very least, they're not telling you the full story. And if you think that I'm being unfair to poor Representative Crago, just like any of them, he's welcome on my program anytime he likes. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of Weekend Update. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.